It's true that some things change as we get older. But if you're a woman over 40 and you're dealing with insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, and weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. And with MIDI Health, you can get help and stop pushing through it alone. The experts at MIDI understand that all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes that happen around menopause. And MIDI can help you feel more like yourself again. Many healthcare providers aren't trained to treat or even recognize menopause symptoms. MIDI clinicians are menopause experts. They're dedicated to providing safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions for dozens of hormonal symptoms, not just hot flashes. Most importantly, they're covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. You deserve to feel great. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older, but MIDI Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. MIDI clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. I pledge allegiance to the Bible, God's holy word. I will make it a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. Its words will I hide in my heart that I might not sin against God. Don't you know that? I believe, I believe. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to Maranatha Ministries. We are your host, Joe and Matthew. Uh, boy, have a really rough week going on here. Um, had some comments. People were afraid that I wasn't going to do the live videos anymore, but no, that's not the case. It's just that, um, boy, it's been a really rough week. So I managed to pull some stuff off the old iTunes feed and put it up on the new one. So those of you who are not familiar with the old iTunes feed, that's actually new stuff. And just amazingly, Joe's been a part of every one of those that I've reposted. So that's good stuff. But this comes special request. I was pushed more about the fine structure constant. And um, People were asking me things that, um, well, they were just really pushing me for information. So, yes, the Bible, God's Holy Word, has this many times, uh, 645 times in the Masoretic text. So we'll take a look at that. But first, we need to pray. So, Joe, you want to lead off with prayer, or do you want to finish the program in prayer? I can finish. Okay. Let us pray. Dear Heavenly Father, whom we serve through the Lord Jesus Christ, your Son and our Savior, please fill us with your Holy Spirit so that we might be pleasing and acceptable in your sight, O Lord, our Rock and our Redeemer. Thank you so much for this precious time that you've given to Joe and I to share with your children this deep topic of the fine structure constant and its placement 
in the most wonderful of Psalms to look at, Psalms 107. So first and foremost, uh, please, please guide uh, Joe and I to what you would have us share. And please fill your children with the Holy Spirit so that they can understand what Joe and I are sharing with them about the Bible, God's holy word. So thank you so much once again, Lord, for this time. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen and amen. Amen. Okay, Joe, what's your what's your opening comments with this fine structure constant and its relation to Psalm 107? Oh man. Um that's a good one. Uh <laughs> I did spend some time looking into the Hebrew into that and that's actually it's yeah it's quite a can of worms it's 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 quite mind-blowing um to say the least but i i wouldn't i guess i wouldn't know how to put it all together right at the moment well that's an understatement uh to me that's an understatement Uh, let's just talk about the inverted new when i say that only real Hebrew scholars know what I'm talking about. This riddle of the inverted new. Now we've talked about it here on the program many times, but ladies and gentlemen, we don't. You have to come to grips with this. In the Masoretic times, in in the Masoretic text, there are nine times, nine instances where the letter noon is inverted. Seven of those times are right here in this chapter, impregnated in the text, which has the fine structure constant embedded in it. Now, these verses here in this chapter is 21 through, or verses 20 through 25 and verse 39. So, this should stand out to you because one of the verses that has the fine structure constant is also verse 21 so verse 21 not only has the fine structure constant it has an inverted noon in it so when joe state states that he looked at the masoretic the, the you know the hebrew and he was seeing a quagmire of events well it should i mean especially since really the the plain matter of the text here that repeatedly including verse 21 the fine structure constant is incorporated via the single hebrew phrase spread out in these these four different places so in verse 8 verse 15 21 and 31 has this phrase that phrase is the sons of men that phrase the sons of men is Defined structure constant using the alphanumerical language of Hebrew. Now take note. What is alphanumerics? Ladies and gentlemen, it's where a language has no Arabic numerals. Arabic numerals are one, twos, and threes. Hebrew never had those. It only ever had alphanumerics. Go to 1 Samuel, ladies and gentlemen. Look at it in the Hebrew. It doesn't say. Number one, Samuel. 
it says the Aleph Samuel. Because once again, Hebrew has no Arabic numbers. That did not happen until the 700s with Fibonacci. I'm telling you the truth. Please look it up. So when you're able to peer into the Masoretic text and know that every single letter is a number, and this phrase means <laughs> the fine structure constant, it's it will blow your mind. The incorporation here with this, this magnificent chapter of Psalm 107 built around the inverted news. So just saying that, I hope Joe and I have your attention because this is an extremely important and unique chapter in the Bible. I could say with authority, just using the, the inverted news, there is no psalm like this one. There's no psalm like it. So it probably incorporates a message that, well, even the structure of it itself, um, it's split up into seven different sections, and, and each section uh, has a related but distinct scene. It, it, it just, it progresses. It literally progresses. And another interesting thing about it is, is its overall regularity. Now, the line links are different. But the size of the original sectional divisions are pleasingly even. Look, it's a mathematical symphony. That's that's what it is. Now, on top of this, it incorporates a very large Hebrew phrase. Uh, some translations varying, but in four different verses, it states this. All that men would give thanks to the Lord for his goodness and for his wonderful works to the children of men. Of course, in Hebrew, that's the sons of men. So he's trying to point this out to you. Imagine what I'm saying. This 137 is part of that great big phrase, that great big stanza that, that I read. That's incorporated in four different verses, and he's trying to get your attention. He's obviously trying to get your attention. So just, just the plain nature of how this, this psalm is composed is saying it's unique is, is kind of an understatement. So, Joe, once you read the text, what does the plain English, how, how does the plain English stand out to you? Uh, let's see. What's, well, if I go back, let's see. I, I think the heading that I pulled up, and I'm going to butcher this. Uh, tell you, Im is what it pulls up in, in this particular heading for it. And so that kind of referred me back to <coughs> what version are you looking at um 
Let's see, that was in the, it was in a uh, blue letter. It was under the Masoretic Psalms 107, but that was what it comes up with for a heading. Can you spell that for me? Uh, T-E-H-I-L-L-I-M. <laughs> Isn't that interesting? Um, huh. That's that's interesting. I don't know why I would have that heading. Anyway, <laughs> so well now you've really intrigued me. Why why would it say that? Um, so that definitely got your attention there. Um, what else did it say? So it had no footnotes or nothing to explain to you why it said that. Let's see. I wasn't even looking at the footnotes. To be honest, I was just, I just saw that and then I just started uh, just trying to see what I could see from, from the Masoretic. I was, uh, when I, when I saw the, I guess to explain the whole thing, when I saw that email, um, I was looking at uh, Genesis 1, 2, and 3 in the Greek. And so I was trying to, I was trying to switch gears uh, when I saw this email and, and jump over and see, and look at this. So um apart from several other things on monday but anyways um so i, I feel like i'm a tad bit scatterbrained um this evening so I, I apologize for that but well no biggie um as far as i'm concerned no biggie um we can we can just jump in here and read this <laughs> and see what we can see because the spirit flows right amen and God is going to show us something now that he's brought our attention to the simple fact that something is seriously going on here, especially especially with these inverted moons. Uh, something's going on, and we need to understand kind of what that is. So now that this has our attention, would you like to read it, Joe, or would you like me to? Let me unmute. Uh, Psalm 107. Yes. I can read it, uh, NASB 95. Oh, give thanks to the Lord, for he is good, for his loving kindness is everlasting. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so, whom he has redeemed from the land of the adversary and gathered from the lands, from the east and from the west and from the north and from the south. They so wandered... Oh, sorry. So, so wait a minute, Joe. Who's he talking about here? Well, it would seem that would be us. Well, he's he's got to be talking about the final gathering because he's not talking about being gathered from Egypt. No. He no. said from every direction. Exactly. From the, yeah. So this is the gathered this is the relocation and it's stating give thanks to the lord for he is good for his living kindness is everlasting let the redeemed this is the redeemed those who are relocated by his hands and he come right out and said verse three and gathered from the lands all the lands the east west north and south this is post the sixth seal event this is post the day of the Lord, he who sitteth upon the throne. Right. Now, the one thing we got to remember is when we incorporate 
into this. This is not pre-trib. Because remember, most people reject the birth pains. So, <laughs> excuse me, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, for four. Okay. So, coming in the next stanza, he's going to tell you that the birth pains come first. So, the relocation is pre-trib post-birth pains. The first four seals are the birth pains. That's exactly what Matthew 24 states. So here, as humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah. Oh. Sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. He's going to say something. You get that from Revelation chapter 12. Remember, she flees to the wilderness first. Now, Joe and I have talked about this before. What is Revelation chapter 12 saying? It's stating that you go somewhere into a, a massive desert place. It's a massive wilderness. Let's say a great big one is the Sahara Desert, right, Joe? Yes. So that's what the book of Revelation says that we flee to due to the birth pains. We flee to the wilderness. Then it states... God himself prepares for us a place, and the angels gather us up and take us to a place that's been prepared for us by God inside the wilderness which we have fled. That would be an oasis, ladies and gentlemen. That's what God's saying. And here, this is exactly what it's getting ready to say. So take note, we have fled into the wilderness due to the birth pains. The sixth seal event happens and he relocates us. That's exactly what these first three verses said. Yes, yes, it did. And he's going to have to tell you this is after 
It's after you've already fled to the wilderness. You know what, Joe? Before you read the next stanza, I keep I keep quoting it, but they're not going to get it unless I go there and read it. So let's jump over there to Revelation chapter 12. This is what it states. Um, verse 5. And she gave birth to a son, a male child, who is to rule all the nations with a rod of iron. And her child was caught up to God and to his throne. Then the woman fled into the wilderness where she had a place prepared by God that she would be nourished for 1,260 days. So she flees to the Sahara Desert. Now, once this male child is taken to heaven, that is the reason for the event. Yes, it is. The birth of this child and that child being taken to heaven triggers the war. Verse 7. And there was war in heaven, Michael and his angels waging war with the dragon, and the dragon and his angels waged war, and they were not strong enough, and there was no longer a place found for them in heaven. And the great dragon was thrown down, the serpent of old, who is called the devil and Satan, who deceives the whole world. He was thrown down to the earth, and his angels were thrown down with him. Then I heard a loud voice in heaven saying, Now salvation and the power and the kingdom of our God and the authority of his Christ has come. For the accuser of our brethren has been thrown down, he who accuses them before God day and night. And they will overcome him because of the blood of the Lamb and because of the word of his testimony. For they did not love their life even when faced with death. For this reason rejoice, O heavens, and you who dwell in them. So at this point, this male child actually dwells in heaven. Let me read that one more time. For this reason rejoice, O heavens, and you who dwell in them. This male child from the book of Obadiah from revelation chapter 14 to verse 5 verses there are they are citizens of heaven now woe to the earth and the sea because the devil has come down to you having great wrath knowing that he is only a short time okay so during this time the woman has fled to the sahara desert verse 13 and when the dragon saw that he was thrown down to the earth he persecuted the woman who gave birth to the male child but the two wings of a great eagle were given to the woman that she could fly into the wilderness. So she's already fled into the wilderness. We already read this. So now she's taken to an oasis in that wilderness, to the wilderness, to her place where she was nourished for a time and times and half a time from the presence of the serpent. This is what he means. This is what Psalms 107 is getting ready to say. So, Joe, pick it up in verse 4, please. Okay. They wandered in the wilderness in a desert region. They did not find, excuse me, they did not find a way to, an, excuse me, I'm sorry about that. They did not find a way to an inhabited city. They were hungry and thirsty. Their soul fainted within them. Then they cried out to the Lord in their trouble. He delivered them out of their distresses. He led them also by the straight way to go to an inhabited city. Let them give thanks to the Lord for his loving kindness and for his wonders to the sons of men. For he has satisfied the thirsty soul and the hungry soul he has filled with what with what is good okay good place to break right there 
ladies and gentlemen, he just told you this massive time of testing. Literally, you flee out into the wilderness, and it's not going to be a bed of roses, Joe. No. But take note, God himself delivers you out of your distresses. You are taken to a place prepared for you by God himself. This is exactly what this talking about. Now, let's talk about this encodation here in verse 8. The sons of men, the fine structure constant. I already mentioned Psalms, or, or um, Revelation chapter 14, the first five verses. This is the male child that was taken to heaven. Yes, yes it is. We know that Mount Zion from the book of Hebrews is the heavenly Mount Zion where the place where God the Father rules from. So this is this male child we just heard about. And now that they're in heaven, now they can rejoice. Remember, I just read it that it stated that now that the dragon had been cast down after uh, he lost the war with Michael, let the heavens rejoice and those who are in them. This is getting ready to, to describe to you this male child that was taken to heaven. Revelation chapter 14. <clears throat> then I looked and behold, the lamb was standing on Mount Zion and with him 144,000, having his name and the name of his father written on their forehead. So the, this male child, this 144,000 first fruits, firstborn sons, they're taken to heaven. That's what this just said. Now, take note. Revelation chapter 12 said what? Rejoice, O inhabitants of heaven. Verse 2. And I heard a voice from heaven like the sound of waters, like the sound of loud thunder. And a voice which I heard was like the sound of harpists playing on their harps. And they sang a new song. This is the song of rejoicing we just heard about in the previous chapter. Yes. Yes, it is. And they sang a new song before the throne and before the four living creatures and the elders. And no one could learn the song except the 144,000, those who have been purchased from the earth. These are the ones who have not been defiled with women, for they've kept themselves chaste. These are the ones who follow the Lamb wherever he goes. They have been purchased from among men as first fruits to God and to the Lamb. This verse just said they are firstborn sons. Verse 5, and no lie was found in their mouth. They are blameless. So now you know the whole reason why this, uh, this is mentioned here that they sing this new song. Because you're supposed to know what happens after Satan loses the war. You're supposed to know what happens. Just go back there. Verse 10, verse 10 of Revelation chapter 12. Then I heard a loud voice in heaven saying, Now salvation and the power and the kingdom of our God and the authority of his Christ has come. For the accuser of our brethren has been thrown down. He who accuses them before God day and night. And they who overcome him with the blood of the Lamb, because the word of the testimony, did not love their life, even when faced with death. For this reason, Rejoice, O heavens, and you who dwell in them. I 
just read it. This is the rejoicing that they do. They sing this new song, these new inhabitants of heaven that no one else can learn but them. <clears throat> this literally is inseparable. These two texts are inseparable. They're inseparable. They're talking about the exact same thing because they're talking about the exact same thing. And God has encoded it to us right here using the fine structure constant. And when you realize that this is the sons of men he's talking about, it's enough to blow your mind. It is truly enough to blow your mind. Joe, your thoughts, or is this, am I way off base here? No, you're right on target. So it's making sense to you. Yes. Yes, absolutely. So it's pretty amazing how this is laid out, right, Joe? Oh, it, it's, yeah, when you, yeah, especially when you, you look at the uh, verses laid out and then especially uh, 8, 15, 21, and, and uh, 31. <clears throat> it's It's pretty amazing to look at those. So, you know, let's, let's, let's talk about this. Another encodation here for the fine structure constant 137 is the Hebrew word here um, that you see that they found in verse 4. It, because it has prefixes and suffixes, in the Hebrew text, it's spelled a very particular way. That is to say, it creates a very unique integer. Let's say it that way. But here, it's the Hebrew word H4672. It's matzah. But it has a suffix vol, increasing the calculation to 137. So, Let's, let's read that verse one more time. It says, they wandered in the wilderness in the desert region. They did not find a way to an inhabited city. Let's try the KJV. It states it in a way that you see the Hebrew. They wandered in the wilderness in a solitary way. They found, that's that word, matzah, incorporated 137. No city to dwell in. Literally, this is incorporating into you. Because it's the same alphanumerical calculation as the sons of men, you realize that the sons of men referred to is that male child that winds up going to Mount Zion. They are found. And this targets exactly when it happens. It happens at the end of our wandering in the wilderness. They are literally alphanumerically tied together so you know who is talking about. This word for to find is tied directly to the phrase, the sons of men. And putting two and two and two together, you realize exactly what's being talked about here. Now, when we jump over to the other place in the Bible where it states that these people go up to Mount Zion is the book of Obadiah, 
the very last chapter or the very last verse. There's only one chapter in Obadiah, it's the last verse. And Savior shall come up on Mount Zion. There is no doubt, ladies and gentlemen, this is talking about the exact group from Revelation chapter 14. Yes, it is. It gave a full explanation. What are they going to do up there? To judge the Mount of Esau and the kingdom shall be the Lord's. So what is this proper name we have here in Hebrew? Here, what you see as saviors, I see as Moshiach. Why, why is that strange? Because when you look at it and you pronounce it, you ask a rabbi, hey, what's that supposed to be? And they just look at you funny. Well, Moshe is Moses. It's literally saying the Moseses because the Yod Mim suffix means plural. It's saying the Moseses, the Moshaim is going to Mount Zion. So when you start putting two and two and two together, this chapter is making existential sense. It's making perfect sense what it's talking about. Who is going where, why they're going there, and not only that, they're commanded to rejoice now that the accuser of the brethren has been brought down. And you're actually told in Revelation chapter 14 exactly how they rejoice and what song they sing. And not only that, nobody else is able to sing it. And when you tie this up with the simple fact that... As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. This is all based off Hebrews chapter 12, verse 22. Yes, it is. But you have come to Mount Zion and to the city of the living God, the heavenly Jerusalem and to myriads of angels. Mount Zion is where God rules from. That's the heavenly throne room. 
when you tile these verses together and you're sitting here looking at Psalm 107, it's enough to take your breath away. It will take your breath away when you know what to look for and how to look for it. And take note. You should know what's being referenced here. Verse 9. You need to know, Joe, what is the major way that the children of Israel tested God in the wilderness? Water. That's right. Water and or food, right? Yep. Anything that went in their mouth. Read verse 9, ladies and gentlemen. He's this is a dire warning. It's a dire warning not to test the Lord your God. Now, look this up. They tested the Lord 10 times. Yes, that's exactly what the Bible states, that the children of Israel tested the Lord their God 10 times. The only other place that 10 times is mentioned is in the book of Revelation. But let me read this for you one more time. For he has satisfied the thirsty soul and the hungry soul he is filled with what is good. You can take this to the bank, ladies and gentlemen. God is going to feed us for this 1,260-day tribulation, just like he did the first time when he gathered the children of Israel. And he just come right out and stated it. If you were willing to listen and believe what he was saying. Because so far, this is lock, stock, and barrel literally building the entire narrative of what is going to happen, the buildup of the birth pains up to his day and how we're to be taken care of after his day. Now, that's why the sixth seal is worded the way it's worded. That's why. But, you know, this is he who sitteth upon the throne. It's nobody else but him. Joe, your thoughts, your comments, and... I guess you can read the next stanza if you're ready to roll with that. Yeah, let me unmute again. Um, we leave off at 14. I kept. We left off at 10. Oh, goodness. I went way ahead. <clears throat> okay. Because they had rebelled against the words of God. They spurned the counsel of the Most High before he humbled their heart with labor. They stumbled, and there was none to help. Then they cried out to the Lord in their trouble. He saved them out of their distresses. He brought them out of darkness and the shadow of death and broke their bands apart. Let them give thanks to the Lord for his loving kindness and for his wonders to the sons of men. You want me to stop there? Yeah, if if you want to, um, what's your thoughts on this? Well, once again, you have wonders to the sons of men. Um, boy, um. I'll, I'll let you take it because I I was jumped ahead like a bonehead to uh, thirty one, and was kind of marveling at that for a second. So, All right. well, let's put this in its proper proper context. I've stated this many times. 
What makes the great tribulation the tribulation, ladies and gentlemen? I'll read it to you one more time. Revelation chapter 9, verse 6. And in those days, men will seek death and will not find it. They will long to die and death flees from them. This is what he's talking about, ladies and gentlemen. There is no more perfect a description of the great tribulation than the stanza Joe just read. Okay, L listen. Why does everything happen to the people that are that take the mark of the beast? Verse eleven, because they rebelled against the words of God and spurned the counsel of the Most High. Ladies and gentlemen, this is talking about the great tribulation. Verses ten through sixteen is talking about the great tribulation. Now take note, while all this is going on, you're in an oasis. You're in an oasis. But on the entire rest of the planet, it is literally hell unleashed. Literally, the gates of hell are blown wide open and Hades takes over the entire planet. This is the perfect way to say that. It's also the perfect way to relay to you the simple fact that while there, we're there in the oasis, there's going to be a rebellion against God. Yes, there is, ladies and gentlemen. An event likened to Kara's rebellion is incorporated right in there into the text. What happened in Numbers chapter 16 is summed up in a single incident in Revelation chapter 12. Yes, it is. And these people are not in their right mind. Who in their right mind after taking Operation Eagle's Wings? We already read it in Revelation chapter 12. Read Isaiah chapter 40 and it'll tell you everything about it too. How could you take Operation Eagle's Wings and then rebel against the Lord your God? I have no idea. And then it's incorporated here again, this sons of men in verse 15. Letting you know that we get extracted from the tribulation, but they get extracted from creation altogether. So this is the per this is a perfect poem depicting in chronological order. What is to come, Joe? There, I, yeah. I, I can't get around it. It's perfectly depicting. I mean, you, you could literally say that this was a Norse poem, right? It's literally perfectly right. depicting the. This is literally describing to you Ragnarok. It, it's the perfect way to do it. And like I said. These people can't be in their right mind what, what they're going to do. So, Joe, your thoughts on this stanza, or do you have any? Uh, no, I... 
No, I, I agree. I agree with what you what you stated. Um, All right, then let's go ahead and pick it up in verse 17. Maybe I should read the next stanza and you comment on it. How should we do that? Is that all right? Let's try it. Okay, verse 17. So put in your context, ladies and gentlemen, this is talking about somebody. It's talking about this is really going to happen. Fools, because of their rebellious way and because of their iniquities, were afflicted. Their soul abhorred all kinds of food, and they draw near to the gates of death. Then they cried out to the Lord in their trouble. He saved them out of their distress. He sent his word and healed them and delivered them from their distraction, their destructions. Let them give thanks to the Lord for his loving kindness, for his wonders to the sons of men. Let them also offer sacrifices of thanksgiving and tell of his works with joyful singing. Literally, that last verse said, uh, that's what you better be doing. Anyway, Joe, your, your thoughts on that stanza. What's he talking about? Well, I mean, where he shattered the gates of bronze and cut bars iron asunder. Um I mean, I guess my first thought would would, would be it, it kind of draws back to uh, Karaz as well as those that have just absolutely rebelled, um, those that have not gotten uh, eagle's wings. I'll tell you what it does to me. Verse 22 lets you know up front what you better be doing to make sure you don't participate in Karaz rebellion. I mean, Joe, if you're caught up in um, sacrifices of thanksgiving and telling of his works with joyful singing, you don't have time to create a pecking order, do you? No, you do not. And this is what Corral's Rebellion is all about, correct? That's what that's, that's yep. what Corral did. Yep. He said, hey, Moses, why are you special? We're priests too. Exactly. But if they'd have been doing this, as is their proper course to do, Corral's Rebellion would have never happened. The next stanza, he is going to, well, talk very prophetically. I'm going to read all the way down to verse 32, ladies and gentlemen. Those who go down to the sea in ships, who do business on great waters, they have seen the works of the Lord and his wonders in the deep. For he spoke and raised up a stormy wind, which lifted up the waves of the sea. They rose up to the heavens. They went down to the depths. Their soul melted away in their misery. They reeled and staggered like drunken men and were at their wits' end. 
<laughs> Lord have mercy. If you don't know what he's talking about, you need a hint, which means you ain't got a clue, ladies and gentlemen. Joe and I have talked about this before on air many times what he intends to do with the sea. And he comes right out and tells you. And if you don't believe him, that's no, that's not, that doesn't cast any, you know, anything on Joe or I. <laughs> Verse 28. They cried to the Lord in their trouble and they brought them out of their distress. He caused the storm to be still so that the waves of the sea were hushed. Then they were glad because they were quiet. He guided them to their desired haven. Let them give thanks to the Lord for his loving kindness and for his wonders to the sons of men. Let them exalt him in the congregation of the people and praise him at the seat of the elders. I'm going to comment on the last verse. We already know who he's talking about here, the sons of men. And he just told you exactly what I already read from Revelation chapter 14. Yep. Where did they go? They go to Mount Zion. It said right there that they were before the four living creatures and before the elders. Right, Joe? Exactly. That's what. Can you please read verse 32 for me? Uh, 10732. Yes. Let them extol him also in the congregation of the people and praise him at the seat of the elders. This is exactly what Revelation chapter 14 said. It's exactly what it stated, ladies and gentlemen. That's why I read it. That's why I prefaced what was going on. I read that first because I knew what was coming. <laughs> and it's absolutely wonderful to look at. It really is. It's absolutely wonderful to look at. Now, now just, just take note. Then I looked and behold, the Lamb was standing on Mount Zion, and with him 144,000 having his name and the name of his Father written on their foreheads. Verse 3, they sang a new song where? Before the four living creatures and the elders. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. 
That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. That is exactly what this verse just stated. And as a matter of fact, incorporated in here once again, is the number 137, the fine structure constant. Now, here, ladies and gentlemen, it's in the most marvelous of places because it's there in verse 32. It's the word for congregation, only it's not spelled as it should be. It has a prefix bet. Having the prefix bet in this particular case, because that changes the tense of the word. Because it's spelled this way, it equals 137. It's magnificently pointing to you beyond what most people can fathom. This congregation, he's telling you that it's the fine structure constant. He's telling you this is in heaven. That's where these sons of men go. Take note. In the pre previous verse, sons of men in Hebrew, is alphanumerically the fine structure constant. The word for congregation in the very next verse, it's also the fine structure constant. If that doesn't blow you away, Joe, I don't know what would. No, yeah, that was when, yeah, when you look at it, and then especially that was kind of a Fast forwarding there, when I got when I was looking at uh, one hundred seven thirty two, you you, it's just, it's almost too much. You're just, it's just mind blowing. That's it's. There's just no way. It's. It, I mean, it's there. You, I believe it, but it's it's just. Yeah, that just kind of. I, I just it just knocks you off your knocks you straight off your chair. You know, I know you have, you know what, Joe, the best way to do this, ladies and gentlemen, is to, is to rewind this program. Every one of those verses I read, you need to type them out on one single piece of paper so you can look at all these verses together and it will blow your mind. I have made curriculum off of this and I've taught it not only to the younger students, the second graders, the third graders. I've taught it all the way up to the teens and the adult class. 
That's not the young adults. I mean the older people. I have designed that curriculum to whichever age group I'm teaching. I'll just pull out my different worksheets. And it will blow your mind. Once you put it down, you're like, oh, of course, that's what he's talking about. Of course, that's what he's talking about. When you start pulling apart the Hebrew and the Greek in a classroom setting, you can actually cover this for 13 weeks, 14 weeks. Easy. You could do a lesson on this very thing. All right. Verses 33 through 38. He changes rivers into a wilderness and springs of water into thirsty ground, a fruitful land into a salt waste because of the wickedness of those who dwell in it. I better just keep reading. He changes a wilderness into a pool of water and a dry land into springs of water. And there he makes the hungry to dwell so that they may establish an inhabited city. And so fields and plant vineyards and gather a fruitful harvest. Also, he blesses them and they multiply greatly. And he does not let their cattle decrease. Joe, your thoughts on what just came out of his mouth? Uh, that we're going to be taken care of. What do you think he's physically talking about when he's talking about these waters? Um, one comes, I mean, I mean, the changing of the earth, definitely. Well, Joe, um, you, you understand he just described a salt flat, don't you? Yes. Ladies and gentlemen, do not be deceived. Everybody knows this is what happens when you, this type of thing happens to salt water. That's what he just described. But if you don't believe what he says, Joe, we're going to read this one more time. We've did whole programs on this. This really is what God says. And I'm sorry if you don't believe it. But this is how the oxygen content is going to be increased back to the days of Noah. I'm going to say it. I'm sorry if you don't believe it. And I'm sorry if you've never heard this before in Sunday school. I'm sorry if they've been entertaining you for your past life. Psalm 33, verse 7. He gathers the waters of the sea together as a heap. He lays up the deeps in storehouses. If you do that, it creates a salt flat, Joe. Yes, it does. Right. All the salt will be left on the ocean basins, floor, the, the ocean floors. They will become great big salt flats. You do know that scientists and geologists know this existentially, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. So when God comes out and says it, why don't people believe him? I don't know. I mean, as soon as you started reading it, I started thinking about the changes to the earth as, as well as the actual Milky Way, too. So, I mean, so many things just flooded my mind when, I mean, it's almost overwhelming just from 33 to 36. Of, of all the things that come to my mind. Amen. 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 It's too bad. We've got what? Exactly 10 minutes left. 
But ladies and gentlemen, he did just describe that the earth is going to be massively made. Well, you heard me read it. And I'm sorry if you don't believe what he just stated in multiple chapters of the Bible. You're going back to the days of Noah. And they know what the days of Noah is, ladies and gentlemen. It's entombed in the ember along with mosquitoes. The oxygen content was massively greater. And he just told you how he was going to do it. And if you've been too busy listening to the entertainment industry, that's not Joe and mine's fault. But if you didn't know what Psalm 107 was talking about when you've read it a hundred times over the course of your life, and if you never included it in your studies along with you studying end times Bible prophecy for the past 20 years, that, that's not my fault. That's no, no reason to get upset with Joe and I. Because when he read it, I knew exactly what he was talking about. Because I had the proper context. Because literally, he told me what to expect. He told me what to expect. He, he said, look, he incorporated it into verse 22. This is supposed to be one of the great odes, you know, one of the great Norse songs. Let them also offer sacrifices of thanksgiving and tell of his work with joyful singing. That's what he told us. To... Ladies and gentlemen, this is nothing more than a Hebrew psalm depicting the Norse Ragnarok. And you're supposed to know that. And if you don't understand what happens when salt water, okay, is injected into deep storehouses, I mean, that's what God says he's going to do. And because he's God, I don't care if you are a geologist, you probably shouldn't be arguing with the one who created it. Because that's what he said. And it's going to put you at your wit's end. Yet, yet, when he does this, I assure you, the people that make their living off the sea are literally going to be at their wit's end. Yes, they are. But you better also know this. This event must happen after Babylon, mystery Babylon, is destroyed. Right, Joe? Yes. Because we all know what happens when Mystery Babylon burns, right? Amen. These same people described in these very verses, they Lord. weep and wail over Mystery Babylon being destroyed. We don't have time to do this. Joe, will you like to, would you uh, uh, read from 39 to the end of the chapter, please? When they are, uh, wow. When they are diminished and yes, please, I okay, apologize. When they are diminished and bowed down through oppression, misery, and sorrow, he pours contempt upon princes and makes them wander in a pathless waste. Ladies and gentlemen, he's talking about the angels that fall. I'm sorry if you didn't know that. 
when he talks about when he bows the heavens down, he's talking about he's talking about the angelic princes, ladies and gentlemen, and the ten kings. Yes, yes, he is. You can get this straight from well, Isaiah chapter 24. I'm running out of time. I cannot continue to preach. I've only got eight minutes left. Um, but he sets the needy securely on high away from affliction and makes his families like a flock. Oh, okay. I've already read it to you once. These children, they take their place. And that's what he just said. That's why there's war in heaven. That's exactly what happens. When the women give birth to the male children, those male 144,000 children, and they're taken to heaven, they take the place of these fallen princes. And that's what he just said. He just said, he just came right out and told you. 42, the upright see it and are glad. But the, oh, the unrighteousness shuts its mouth. Who is wise? Let him give heed to these things and consider the loving kindness of the Lord. Ladies and gentlemen, um, if this is the first time you've ever heard this narrative, I suggest you write down verse 43 on a piece of paper and put it in your pocket and carry it around for a few weeks. Let me say that one more time. God told you that this is one of the epic poems okay verse 22 let them also offer sacrifices of thanksgiving and tell of his works with joyful singing he literally told you this was an epic poem and those who were wise are going to teach these things and tell others to give heed to these things and consider the loving kindness of the lord because this is what he intends to do and when he does it it's going to rattle your cage. And if you're caught up in the entertainment industry, if you're caught up in entertainment eschatology, you're not going to know what to do. And logic dictates that as soon as everybody starts getting hungry after Operation Eagle's Wings, you're going to start cordoning people off. You're going to start asking questions like, you know, the men are going to get together. Let's say Joe's family and my family are out there. I'm going to pull Joe aside secret and say, hey, man, you know, we've been here for several hours now. We need to find something to drink. I mean, our kids are getting thirsty. Hey, man, Joe? Maybe. That's natural, ladies and gentlemen. If you don't know what's coming, that's naturally what you're going to do. You're going to wind up testing God just like the children of Israel with drink and with food but here he gave you a wonderful thing he told you that this event must happen after the destruction of babylon because when that event happens there's still a sea right joe yes nobody will argue with you about that, will they, Joe? No. So now, ladies and gentlemen, you got something to look forward to. Now you can start putting these events on a timeline. And he's literally coming out and tell well, 
the reason why the merchants in the book of Revelation mourn over the burning of Mystery Babylon, you're supposed to know that's part of the birth pains, obviously. And the burning of Mystery Babylon obviously is one of the reasons why you flee to the wilderness, Joe. Amen. Wow, 60 seconds left. That went by quick. I mean, you realize I didn't, I, wow, I didn't talk about, did I talk about any of the Hebrew words? Uh, I didn't, did I? I didn't yeah, talk yeah. about any, wow. We got into a couple of them. A couple of them. All right, well, um, what else can I say? Um, I just, I don't have time. I don't have time to give any more. Joe, you need to pray us out of here. We're, we're at the end. I mean, we're literally less than 60 seconds. So please pray us out of here, Joe. Heavenly Father, we bow our heads and we bow our hearts before your throne. Father, first and foremost, I want to thank you for this time that we were able to get together and, and just look at your word, Father, and marvel at it. And Father, I just want to thank you for just blowing us away um your word is just magnificent to look at father and it's just it's it's sometimes more than i know for me that is more than i can than i can possibly understand or even stand at times so thank you and father may you bless those that hear this and give them understanding with this as well in your son's precious name, the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen and amen. Till next time, ladies and gentlemen, God bless. Godspeed. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply.